You're listening to the best of the new day. Feel the power on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power. I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I am Big E, formerly known. And I am... What? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought... Are you... Wow. Are you done? Oh, wow. oh I'm sorry. I thought, you were, I thought you were... Are you new to this spiel? Are you new to this podcast? <laughs> no, I, I thought... Okay. No, no, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize you were going to go on. I didn't realize you had more to say. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> You you try to take my diatribe from me just like the man took my last name from me. You got that colonizer mentality, Cole. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I used to be a proud, strong man, not strong in body, but strong of mind, strong of spirit. A man named Biggie Langston. And that's how I would say it too. Langston with strength and bass in my voice. Langston. I'd almost bark it. Biggie Langston. You know what I'm saying? That's a name that you could, people would step back. They would hear Langston and be, oh, sir, I don't want any problems because they would feel the strength of that name. They would feel my ancestry, you know, around me, just like protecting me like an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? They would be around me. They could feel my ancestors, my people, my uncles, and my Name aunties. One. Name one. You don't know them. Name one. You don't know them. Name one. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> does, an, does an umbrella, does an umbrella I'm not gonna waste go my time you? telling you. <laughs> does an umbrella go around but you? you? They said, covered me in the, oh. in the biblical sense. You know what I mean? That to be covered, over. that to be protected. They were a hedge around me. Praise Jesus. Don't, don't make me go to church back on you. Don't make me go to church right now. But anyways, I used to say, Biggie, my name, and I would look, I would, my head would be straight up in the air, chin up, strong. My jawline would clench. And I would, when someone would ask me what my name was, I would say, Biggie Langston. And they would step back with respect and they would salute. They would salute your boy. Yes. yes. Out of respect. They would salute. Out of respect, <laughs> because they felt what that name meant. They felt what that bond meant. 
They felt the connection to my people, the connection to my ancestors. They felt that Biggie Langston was a man to be respected, a man of power and strength. But that was taken from me, as you know. So it's just Biggie, you know. It's just Biggie now. Yeah. It did make me want to salute when you just said Biggie. I, I tried it to didn't, get exactly. But if I yeah. said, uh, if he said, uh, my name is uh, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and I said, my name is Biggie Langston. You what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were nah, 10 hot. <laughs> you were 10 hot. <laughs> I couldn't even right. help. And that's not because I served or anything, but just out of respect. What? I respect you so hey, much. Hey, let me just... <laughs> Hey, respect, bro. Hey, Ten Hut, bro. Hey, Ten Hut. Yeah, right, right. Or hey, a bow. A bow is acceptable, too. I had a, a bow. Deep, but a deep bow. Don't, don't waste okay. your time with a little half bow. If you're going to bow, I want you to go parallel. I want even, I mean, if you want to go past parallel, that's fine, too. What about a curtsy? It better be that knee, uh, when you dip when you dip on the curtsy, I better hit the floor. We? We? We dip. Um, so, yeah, but I guess you don't really have to do that anymore because I'm not Biggie Langston. But if I get my yeah. last name back... I expect a salute or a deep bow. So like a deep curtsy. When you said bow and they break 90 degrees, you just want them to touch their toes when they see you? I mean, I, I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going question. with this. I'm just asking a question. If they want to touch their toes, but if you're talking about bend over, touch your toe, if you're talking about that nasty <laughs> stuff right now, <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm trying to just, if that's what you're talking about, if you're talking I about this, that you freak said break stuff. 90. You said break when, 90. I'm when I'm talking to you about lineage and respect and heritage you can't name an and ancestry, and you over here talking that freak stuff, y'all in Atlanta, y'all different. <laughs> but you can't name one. <laughs> Trying to bring back freak Nick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 we are. Never got to go. <laughs> y'all different. So that's not what I'm talking about. Freak Nick. Hell yeah, we're trying to dance on on, on, on 75. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I'm talking about right now. Jeep. Yeah, look, there's yeah. a time and a place for it. It's just not right now. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah, they it. took it from us. Like 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 they took your last name. They took my freak Nick. Because y'all, it got out of hand. That's why. It got nasty. It, no, you ever, ever try to bring Freaknik back? You just go on 75 with a bunch of your friends, just get out the car and start dancing? You ever? Uh, the, yeah, the other day, but then we saw the siren, or we saw the lights coming, <laughs> and we was like, it's time to go. It's time to go. They ain't messing around. They ain't messing around. <laughs> this, this holiday weekend, they ain't messing around. Nobody's stopping. They <laughs> just keep trying. Why aren't they stopping? They're just screaming like, where are their little flippy arrows? Aren't they supposed to hold those too? All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen. And this- I'm Kofi Kingston. Wow, you see? <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? You know? Yeah, what are you talking about? You, you, take, you took up all the intro time and Woods tried to move on. And now I don't even get to say, I just want to say, and I'm Kofi Kingston. That's it. That's There's it. no allotted intro time. This intro, the whole, we might do a whole episode as an intro. It's don't the intro me. episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll filibuster. Remember that one time like when Doc yeah. filibustered? Mm-hmm. Dr. Tom Pritchard. One, Three so hours. To give you, yes, this is probably FCW circa 2010, 11-ish. But anyways, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, he would start, uh, we'd have about a, a three-hour class, and he would start uh, usually with a little discussion about odds and ends. Sometimes, you know, it's usually a couple minutes, maybe five, ten minutes. One, uh, one session, one class, he went the entire, I'm telling you, this was at least two and a half hours of what we call filibustering, but it was wildly entertaining. So we just listened to Dr. Tom give this incredible speech that had us laughing. It, it had all the, all the highs and lows. I think I <laughs> cried. I laughed. Um, I, I think I, I, uh, it was very therapeutic. It was everything I needed in, uh, in a talk. And then we just went home. <laughs> we, just, <Yep>. we listened <laughs> to the filibuster after two and a half hours. Yep. And then we said, all right, that's, uh, that's it for the day. Go home. 
But a lot of times it would be like useful information, you know? Yes, like, it was. Uh, but, you know, and, and it was like sitting under the learning tree of obviously a man who has done so much in this industry and had so much experience. And, you know, a lot of, you don't always have to have a physical practice to get something out of practice. And Dr. Tom realized that, you know, so we always appreciated those filibuster days. I agree. Yes, yes. That was definitely not to say that was not to disparage Dr. Tom by any means. Dr. No, Tom, fantastic. I love Dr. Tom. And he was incredible for me in my career. Shout out to Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Uh, Tom. Long may he live. Long may he reign. He is a king in, and, you know, in my mind, he's, he's got a little fiefdom somewhere. Do kings rule over fiefdoms? I don't know. Is it fiefdom or I, fiefdom? Fief, I thought it was fiefdom. Fief, fief, yeah. fiefifo? Fiefifo, fum. Oh, I saw the blood of an Englishman. <laughs> I don't know where this episode is going anymore. I don't yeah. know what happened. I don't either, but I love Dr. Tom. Go, go get his book, too. He's he fantastic. Yes. And he's still training people, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. Somewhere in Tennessee, Knoxville-ish. It's fiefdom? Okay, fiefdom. So... This episode is a mailbag episode, so that means that you asked us some questions, and we're going to give you some answers. Oh, uh, sorry, can I cut it real quick? I want to yeah. be transparent with our audience. What it means is we had no other ideas. It means that we've <laughs> we've run yeah. out, and yeah. it's okay to say that. You know, sometimes you got 100%. nothing. So I just that's I, I just wanted to be transparent with everyone. When we put out the mailbags, that means I got nothing. At least me, I got nothing left. I've given you all I have, so please put something in me. I got nothing left to give. So if you give me some questions, I could put them in me and I'll spit them out. I'll vomit them out on this here podcast. I, I thought you were, I thought you were going back to Freaknik. Uh, cause yeah. Cause like you can, like. Atlanta's only like what, six hours drive from you. Right. But I'm not trying to do all that. It's a pandemic. That's my excuse. This time, many of y'all want to get together. Sorry, it's a pandemic. And trust me, I'm going to be using this for, for years to come. It's like uh, when anyone would ask me to, to spend some money, I say, sorry, it's a recession in my household. Sorry, it's a recession. This would be, this would be years after the recession. I don't, I don't even know what the economic climate is. I don't know if we're in a recession. If, if, I don't know what it is. But just know it's perpetually a recession in my household. And it, in case, if there's any plans or anything that you want me to do or get-togethers that I don't really feel like doing, which will probably be 99.9% .9 of them, it's a pandemic. And it will be a pandemic in 2022, in my mind, in 2024, in a decade. 20 years from now, I'm sorry, just can't do it. All right, first question from Gilpin Gwyn. Is it still a grilled cheese sandwich if it has any ingredients besides bread, cheese, and butter? This is a great question. Ooh. And I, I wanted to say no, but what if it's something real minor like um, chives? Mm. You know, what if you just added chives? Well, I'm like going to say that it's definitely still a grilled cheese because like whatever grilled cheese would be at its core, you know, cooking it up and melting the cheese in the skillet. Because like it's not like if you put so you have a hamburger, so it does change to a cheeseburger when you add cheese, but it doesn't change to like a tomato burger if you add tomato to it, you know. So is there is it one thing at its core and there can be one ingredient added that changes it, but not a grilled cheese? Because I don't know, you wouldn't call it a, like a ham grilled cheese. Yeah. So so I'm trying to get this. Uh, clear. You're you're contending that you can add whatever you want to a grilled cheese and it's still grilled cheese uh, within reason. But I got to figure out what reason. What's the reason? reason. Is what I'm saying. Exactly. Because like if you put a hot dog in it, now is it now it is just a hot dog. It's a chili. That's a cheese dog, isn't it? Cheese dog needs chili. Cheese dog. It? No chili cheese chili. dog. Does, but not oh, a cheese dog. True. 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 Because like and granted, it's two pieces of bread. So if there's so if a hot dog, if a hot dog splits, if the bun splits, you don't have two pieces of bread, and you put the hot dog inside that those two pieces of bread it's still just a, it's still a hot dog it doesn't change because there's technically two pieces of bread right so that would mean that if you put a hot dog inside of a grilled cheese it's 
a hot dog now or a grilled cheese with a hot dog or grilled hot dog with cheese? Yeah. Mm. I feel like it. So, so you couldn't, technically you could have like a tomato sandwich, but who does that? Right. So I feel like if you, if you, (laughs) if you add like a, uh, like a core ingredient, like a hot dog, you know, or I, I guess even cheese, right. I don't know. This is a really good question. Yeah, because what's what's a core ingredient? Right. It's like, like who why, why does chicken weigh more than chives? Like, Kofi, are you disgusted by this? By the way, I am. Yeah, I, I don't even feel like. I mean, it's it's pretty gross to hear the word repeated so many times. It's making me <laughs> nauseous. But you know, I'm trying to get through it. There's gonna be more questions, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna get through it. I'm, I'm literally, I'm cl- I'm like clutching my leg right now, like off screen. I'm like every time. You guys say cheese, and when I'm thinking about the actual food, Jeez. it's very disgusting. It's like it's. I mean, you know, we, I've I've been over this. It's nauseating. It's nauseating. So you don't like. So you don't like peeling a part of grilled cheese sandwich and just seeing the gooey. That's disgusting. Ooh. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this, but I have a friend named Nicole. We trade on Instagram. There's these sites that just do cheese. They'll just do like cheese polls. And to me, well, it's it's the most beautiful thing. We've been doing this for years. And she'll just send me. Um, it's just just beautiful cheese. You get nice and up close and you watch the cheese pull. And sometimes um, there'll be like things stuffed with cheese. So like mozzarella sticks and in slow motion up real close, they'll pull them apart. It's beautiful. And it's hot. So is there steam coming out too? Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to include you in this. Yes. Hey, hey, uh, Alice, can y'all put a uh, NSFW on the description (laughs) of this one? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say if you add any protein... It's no longer a grilled cheese. If you like a meat, I feel like right. that disqualifies it. But surely there's an egg. That, I feel like that could still be a grilled cheese really? because if you add if you add an egg to a cheeseburger, still a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. But you said any protein. That's what I'm oh. trying to find. Like, what's the what's yeah, the is, is there an all encompassing word or phrase for a certain foods? Like, maybe if we broke it down to like a food pyramid situation, like, okay, so if you if you add something from the third level of the food pyramid, now it changes, but then it has to work for everything, right? Right, right. Good call. I feel like an egg should still allow it to be a grilled yeah. cheese. But what what if if it's if it's a scrambled egg, then now it's like it's not a grilled cheese, right? I feel oh. like if it's if it's like an egg, like sunny, like, you know what I mean? Like when, yeah, when, yeah, fried egg. Yeah, if it's a fried egg, I feel like it's a grilled cheese. But if you scramble it, then it's like an egg and cheese sandwich. Egg that's cheese that's sandwich. something you do. Ooh. Why do you think it changes? Because I feel like the egg dominates the cheese. Yeah. But it's the same amount of egg, is it not? This is true. That's a great point. I don't know if I would call it a grilled cheese, uh, an egg and cheese sandwich or grilled cheese. Isn't that? With a fried egg? You wouldn't? Yeah, I don't think so. This might take the whole hour. I'm not going because <laughs> I'm like genuinely invested in this. Right? I, I don't know how entertaining it is, but I'd rather right. get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I'm I'm unsure. I am intrigued by this, but maybe we should put a pin in this and move on. Well, what's your what's your answer then? We'll come back to it too if we have time. <laughs> what was the, how was the original question framed? So, is it still a grilled cheese sandwich if it has any ingredients besides bread, cheese, and butter? I, I say will, yes. I will say yes, but it depends on the ingredients. Because if you add some chives to it, it's still good. But what chives is, to uh, me is a, is a garnish. You know, you add some garnishes, you know, uh, tomatoes, lettuce, those are garnishes. You know what I mean? They're not like full out protein or or they don't, they, they don't have much substance. But you start putting egg on there, I think it changes it. You put chicken on there, it's different. You put a hot dog on there, it feels like it's different. You put beef on there, you know? So 
Yeah, it depends on it depends on what it is. But if you put like, let's say you put two pounds of lettuce on it, now that's more than a garnish. The lettuce has dominated the cheese. Yeah. Uh, but do you, uh, I don't feel like lettuce brings that much flavor though. So, but if does it dominate two, two pounds? Two pounds of it, it's gonna be something. You, I feel like you Whoa. would taste the cheese more than the lettuce. I don't know. Lettuce I mean, is disgusting to me, so I'll taste it even if it's a little, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Great oh question. God, this is a fantastic like, question. I feel like we're not gonna we're be gonna, any more. We're gonna have to go this. back. Come back to this. Okay, so I say yes. It's still a grilled cheese. I'll say yes with an, a huge asterisk. Same. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes, if it's a garnish. All right, here we go. So next question from at a white Cuban. Kofi has mentioned his love for Cape Crusaders in the past, but Woods and E have been a little more coy about their preferences. So who are your all-time favorite comic book superheroes? Busted. Bonus points for your favorite supervillains too. I feel like I've been very vocal. You have been vocal. Let it, let, it, let it be E. I don't know why you've been painted with this brush. I will say that X-Men, the animated series, is my favorite. Uh, well, I was going to say my favorite animated show of all time. That's not true. I'd say the Boondocks. But my favorite children's-oriented animated show. So uh, I got into X-Men a little bit. Uh, I'd have to say he didn't have a cape, though. But Wolverine was my guy. Ooh, you know, very, he's a superhero. Right. Yeah. He, you know, he wasn't very uh, vertically inclined, let's say. That didn't stop him, you know what I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> didn't you, hold him yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he, he didn't abide by your short jokes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He'd just tear you up. Uh, and I have to say, I, for some reason, I always thought Mr. Sinister looked real cool. Mm. Oh, so, hell yeah. Choice. Hell yeah, yeah that's, a great one. that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll go up there. So, I'm going, so, my favorite, uh, probably Spider-Man. Um, just that's, it's, it's very hard to beat Spider-Man. In any scenario. Um, and then villains, uh, I'm going to say mm, probably Mojo Jojo, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Hysterical. But like he could also be, if they wanted to, he could be a complete badass and just very dark if they ever wanted to go that route. So yeah, those are mine. Man, this is such a hard question. I'll, I'll, you know, I feel like I've talked about Dragon Ball Z to death. So I'll lean away from that. Uh, but I also like Spider Man and mainly because, uh, you know, he slings around and, and catches all these bad guys while telling corny jokes. That's me, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> that's me to a T. Hey, you put the mask on, I'm in there, dude. And, uh, and for a villain, I got to say Venom. Venom. Eddie Brock. Yes. Uh, I'd also go Apocalypse, uh, by the way, is another, oh, another yeah. villain I really um, enjoyed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so next question is from at, yeah, my bad. Since it was a trending topic over the weekend, what cover song do you think was better than the original? Ooh, mm. great question. Uh, I think so. I, I was actually, I did dive into this a little bit and I'm kind of cheating because I'm stealing this answer. Uh, I think what I really saw was, do you remember the song Hurt? Johnny Cash? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw the video and the song. And so I think his wife had just passed, his wife who he'd been with forever, um, his wife's name was June, I believe. Um, and he was older. I think it was shortly before he died too. And the video is incredibly moving. Uh, it's, it's just incredible to me. And I think it was an, I think it's a Nine Inch Nails song originally. Let me look this up. Oh, what? really? Yeah, I think so. Don't quote me on that. But it's, uh, that is an incredible cover. So that's my. The Nine Inch I, Nails I, song is the original? Hurt? And then Johnny yes. Cash, wow. Yeah, you didn't know that. I had no idea. Jeez. That's I would right. imagine it would be the other way around. Oh, yeah, right. That's was just, wild to me, man. 
And I was just thinking, remember our rant about not, well, Kofi led the rant about not liking country music. I will say there, there are times where I do, like I've listened to some other Johnny Cash and I get why people loved Johnny Cash. He's pretty incredible. So I would say Johnny Cash's Hurt definitely is an incredible cover. You got one, Kof? No, I don't. Dang. Okay, because this is what's in my head right now because it's on my, on my, uh, <laughs> it's on my workout playlist. So I just listened to it. It's called Wonderwall. You know that song? By Oasis. Yes. This is by a men's acapella group called Straight No Chaser. <laughs> incredible, incredible version of this song. And uh, no one will know what I'm talking about, but for the three of you that do know and you're down with Straight No Chaser, incredible group. More people need to know about them, so go listen to them now. Oh, man. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have one. I, I was going to go, <laughs> this is probably going to offend E. But uh, <laughs> so, you know, you know, Goldberg's theme, obviously. And uh, Damien Marley, the intro uses yeah. Goldberg's. Does that count as a, as a remake? Or is that just, it, that's a it is, that's, no, it's just a sample. That's not a cover. OK, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, right. I, don't, I, don't know I don't know the history, you know, that's fair. Because if we're going to go yeah. sampling, you know, hip hop is. There's yeah. hundreds of thousands of hip hop songs that sample. Yeah. That's, to me, that's that's not a cover. Well, pass. <laughs> that's it for you. Pass. But Kobe said, "I don't like cover music. Originals <laughs> only." I'm not sure if you guys watch this, but uh, so from JD Harm Nine, is what are your thoughts on the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Oh event, wow! If you watch it, I didn't see all of it. I just saw clips of it. Part. I mean, I, I was afraid that this would happen because uh, to me. Like watching old tapes of Mike Tyson, especially like early in his career, not like his last few fights or whatever. He was something special and just ridiculous and, and powerful and somebody that you feared, you know, in the ring. And I, I just I kind of half wanted to see him, but like I didn't want to see him out there. Not that he like ruined his legacy or anything like that. He could never do that. But I feel like and, and Roy Jones, too, man, like if they're not going to be as good as they were, it, to me, it takes away a little bit seeing them go in there and go at it. I don't know. You're just used to seeing Mike Tyson be more of a killer. And I know he was more of like the aggressor in the fight, but um, that is not how I want to remember Mike Tyson. And part of me is like, well, I, I'm glad that like someone can go out and continue to do what they love to do. Like I'm happy for him to be able to go out and still box. He's obviously like still got something, but the Mike Tyson that I know was just, I mean, you know, he, he dominated. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't know. It was a little, it was cool, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of high expectations for it. I'm glad they got out there and they got to do it, but I don't know. It was just kind of them as like a shell of their former selves and it wasn't what I wanted out of it. Yeah, I, I get that. I, when um, my buddy Andreas, who obviously did our podcast, asked me, and he's a boxing journalist, he asked me if I was going to watch the fight live and I said, hell no. I have no desire. I definitely wasn't going to pay for it and watch it. Uh, it was cool to kind of see clips on Twitter. I consider I'm a boxing fan and I want to see the best fight the best. And the problem with the sport is that you have these freak show fights. Not saying this was necessarily one, but you had the either Jake Paul, right? Not Logan yeah. Paul. I think it was Jake Paul uh, and Nate Robinson. And he's actually like Jake Paul actually trains. He actually has some boxing skills and, and he embarrassed Nate Robinson and knocked him out. And that just like, to me is not, I want to see the best fighters in the world fight the best fighters in the world. The celebrity fights, they do well, which is kind of the problem. They'll get eyes on it. I'm sure this did a good amount of buys. It had a ton of traffic 
on Twitter as far as memes and discussion. And it was cool that the event went well. And I'm glad that Mike looked good from what I heard. But like you said, Kofi, I want to see the best in their prime fight the best in their primes. I don't want to, like, these dudes don't even, like, George Foreman was able to fight into his 40s. And uh, Bernard Hopkins was defending a world championship in his 50s. Even that to me is I watch that more because it's, if he has, if he's holding a world title, he's clearly got some some top notch skills. And uh, I just didn't like the fact that they did for this Tyson Roy Jones fight. They did two minute rounds. Yeah. They didn't have uh, a real winner. They declared it a draw when it was clearly not a draw. So it's I, I'm not into exhibitions. It's not really my thing. But I'm glad the event went well. I'm glad Mike looked good. I'm glad Roy didn't get hurt. So kudos to them. But. Not, not quite my thing. I uh, was the complete opposite. Both of you, I bought it in full that morning. You I had tell me to this. count. I had to count. When I texted you and asked you if you're watching it, and then you, I started your response. I was like, I don't even need to tell him what I'm doing because clearly <laughs> you're not as invested as I am. I saw the ad about a week ago and just like saw like Roy Jones and Tyson talking about this. I'm losing my mind. I couldn't wait to watch it. I watched the whole thing. I was confused at the nine concerts that happened, but I was cool <laughs> with it. So I was, I was pumped because again, like, so both of these guys are past 50 years old um, and they're able to get in there and still, still do this. Both of them uh, would, would definitely knock me out the quickness. So I will not say anything uh, negative about either boxer. <laughs> they have accomplished more things in their careers than I could ever dream to in the world of boxing. Uh, so for me, being a huge boxing fan when I was younger, uh, it was something that me and my mom would always watch. And so that's one of the ways that we bonded. And so like, I, I very viscerally remember us like getting pay-per-views and Tyson just knocking people out. My mom right. being so mad and me not, me not <laughs> understanding what was, what I was seeing at the time. And then going back and like understanding like, Oh, pay-per-view buys just dropping like crazy because Tyson is knocking people out within the first 30 seconds. And so you paid 90 bucks to see this and you're getting nothing out of it. I'm like, how good do you have to be to single-handedly destroy an entire pay-per-view monetary construct? Like, that's absurd to me. So for that reason alone, like, I was already in. And then Roy Jones Jr., the fact that he became world champion of, like, all the weight classes, he's just like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to be literally the best of, of every single class I walk into. So, like, I, I thought it was cool to see them go out and do their thing. I know that they were like, oh, no, knockouts and all that stuff. So, especially now, pandemic times, it's like, they're giving us something. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was, I was all in on it. People out there trying to entertain to do their best to make sure people are feeling good and having smiles on their faces. And I got to see uh, a dude get did knocked out cold oh earlier God. in the show. So like, um, so I enjoyed the fight uh, a ton. I thought it was awesome from both ends. The clinching stuff. I was like, oh, man, I want to see somebody get knocked out. But that's because I'm a horrible person and I fiend. I have a bloodlust. So uh, <laughs> well, that's why people watch boxing, though. You know, it like, is. Yeah. It I is. Mean, let's be honest, you know, but that, that's the thing, too, is that like I feel like a lot of people got this pay-per-view to like there's a lot of people talking a lot of trash about like, well, he didn't come in shape and he didn't look like yeah. this. I'm like, bro, that's Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Like, yeah, they've earned the right to like not be in shape. And we're lucky to even be seeing this. And I think like I have the issue, you know, my main issue comes when people are like just like crapping all over this. You know what I'm saying? As if like they could go out and do better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but I don't, I just, so I think that's why, like, I didn't want to see it because I didn't want to hear a lot of people like talk this trash about two legends in the boxing industry, you know, and I'm not even like huge in the boxing, but I, you know, I mean, and Hey, Hey, and Roy Jones, hell of a rapper. Y'all must have forgot. I was about to say, I was about you know? to say. <laughs> people heard, not the run, the RBF, the right was hurt, beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot. Come on, man. 
He had a couple of hits too. Yeah. Body, was it Body Head Bangers? They yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was uh can't can't be touched. Can't be touched. Yeah, man. Can't be touched. We ride. What will you learn? You know? Come on, man. These right, are talented right. individuals. And like, I don't know. I I I know like going online, like you know, getting behind the keyboard and typing all types of negativity is cool. You type it, you type it, and you, you know, you're making fun of all these people, but come on, man. Don't talk about them like that, man. I don't like it. This is uh oh gotta fill E and all the mantra. Yeah. So walking into work yesterday, walking across the street, and I for some reason in my in my mind, a little my homunculus, he started talking to me. He said, I will not allow anyone's negativity to breach my positivity. And I would repeat it to myself over and over again. And someone started irritating me. <laughs> someone started irritating me real quick. And Kofi goes, Your mantra. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been saying it and you know, what's crazy. I know as corny as it sounds like yeah. once I get to saying it the third time, it, it works, dude. No, it's it not, works. it's not corny. I have, so I've spent much of this pandemic getting more into mindfulness and um, just learning more about how just saying certain things, you can rewire your brain by repeating, even if you don't really believe it, if you say it enough times, you can often rewire your brain. So I think that's, uh, I like that you're doing that. Look at that growth. I like yeah. it. Trying, trying, you know, trying, <laughs> trying, trying to grow, trying to grow. And we're going to grow right into this next question. Hey. From at Beta Ray Ryan. What is the last song, movie, or TV show that made you cry? Great question. Mm, mine is Inside Out, the Disney movie. So if you haven't seen it, it's just, it's a movie about how all of your internal emotions work together to make you who you are. And so all the emotions have colors and they've got their like mad, the red is mad. And when, when she needs to be upset, he takes over the controls and flips out and stuff. And so it's a very, very good representation of that. And the way that they explain going essentially like right before, like you're going through puberty and you kind of like, some people keep their imagination and some people lose it. The way they explain that is the saddest thing that I think I've ever seen in an animated film. Like, I, if it played right now, I'd cry. That's how, that's how hard it hit me. So wow. that, that, that 100%. Bing bong. Mm, mm. It hurts. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was going to say, you know, I, for years, I would say, man, I haven't cried in years and I would take a certain pride in that. But uh, it's probably a function of getting older as well. But now I have no problem getting emotional over TVs or film or anything. Uh, there's a show on Showtime that I adore uh, called Kidding. And it features Jim Carrey. And he plays uh, a Mr. Rogers type character, but he's dealing with grief and loss. And I don't want to ruin too much. There's certain things you learn pretty early in the show, but I want to spoil it. But uh, just the way that... Uh, he's the story unfolds in such a creative way. Uh, it's I don't. It's hard to talk about much about the show, but watch Kidding if you haven't. If you have Showtime, it's incredible. Uh, Dave Holstein is, I believe, the creator, and uh, the show is incredible. But it's very moving in a non-corny way. Uh, also, a show that's made me cry before is This Is Us, and I love This Is Us. And I feel like if someone described to me what This Is Us is about, I would scoff at it and not be into it. But a little fun fact, uh, Carmela also loves This Is Us. And one of my favorite things is after an episode airs or we both watch, sometimes we'll text each other about it or I'll see her at work and we'll talk about This Is Us. And uh, it's an incredible show. So I highly recommend This Is Us. And I also very, very highly recommend Kidding on Showtime. Mm, yeah, I've heard a lot about that, uh, about This Is Us and how emotional it is. And it's like, it, it makes me like hesitate 
to go because I'm not ready to like dip into like that deep emotion on these characters that I don't know. I've only cried at two different movies. And I feel like I mentioned this on one of the earlier podcasts. Uh, when I was a kid, I cried during Kindergarten Cop. Uh, Whoa, really? Yeah. Wait, we talked about this? I don't, did we? Maybe not. I, I don't think so. I think I can remember that. Which part? Okay. So Kindergarten Cop, you know, so when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes in there uh, and then they bring him out in the stretcher after like the building's on fire and he has all like the smoke inhalation and all that. So they're carrying him out of the uh, school after he like rescued everybody. And, you know, you don't know if he's like alive or dead. Balling. First time I ever cried at a movie. I was wow. probably like, I think like fourth grade or maybe, maybe it's like middle school or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, that was weird. <laughs> uh, be, being, being human, being human was weird. And then the, uh, the second time was uh, after uh, my oldest son was born. But we were going away. So automatically, I was already in like a, a heightened state after having spent so much time with my newborn son and now having to be ripped away for weeks. Uh, so I'm watching a movie on the airplane. I think it was called Tim Timothy Green. Have you guys seen that movie? No. So it's a movie about uh, this couple that can't have kids. And they like pray to like get a kid. And all of a sudden, the kid just shows up at their doorstep. And uh, throughout the movie, like the kid doesn't really know a whole lot about humanity. And then you find out like he'll go uh, out into like the uh, front yard and like stand in the sun and like spread his arms out. And as it turned out, he was like, he, he was like a tree, you know? What? He, he was a tree. So like, I, you know, I, at the end of the movie, he goes back to being a tree. And uh, I just, I started, I started crying. Uh, it's, I think you're talking about the odd life of Timothy Green. The odd life of Timothy Green. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's a, and I know I'm not like describing it well, literally at all, but you, you have to, you have to go and see it. And, um, just, and again, like being a father, um, and then seeing two parents who want nothing more than to have a child, they feel like, you know, they, they try to get a child, they can't get one. And then all of a sudden one appears on their doorstep and they get it, you know, and now their dreams are complete, but then he, you know, has to leave them just the emotion from them. And then he gets attached to them as well, but then he's where he belongs, which is, as a tree, and yeah, I don't know. You got, you got, you got to see it. So I was bawling on the airplane, just like what, what? I got a lot more emotional after, uh, after having kids, but I haven't cried at any other movies besides that or TV shows. I mean, I've gotten like emotional, but like as far as like tears and stuff coming out, I would keep those tears in. Keep those tears uh, in. Man, I, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to hydrate. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to just waste, waste all this good water. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one is from our good friend Matt Camp. Over on the bump, check them out. Uh, okay, this is this is more for you guys because you're more extensive. Uh, who is the best one-off character on Seinfeld and Curb? This is a great question. I need some time. Kofi, you got one? Uh, there's too many. How do you say the, the best? I mean, there's so many good characters on Curb. I don't really, I don't really know Seinfeld. That's more your wheelhouse. But right. So you you get Curb, yeah. and I'm gonna yeah. click on. And I've only got four seasons deep in Curb, so like. Yeah. There's so Ooh. much that I haven't gotten there's to. Just, so I think much. of a lot of minor characters, but I'm trying to remember. Oh, the one that pops me the most, I'll give you my curb answer, is do you remember the uh, Bill Buckner episode? Yep. <laughs> where, where it's, uh, is his name Ari? I can't remember the name of the guy, but he has this accent and he talk, he's yelling at Larry, you Bill Buckner did, you Buckner the ball. <laughs> so I, I learned uh, by watching a documentary so that's, you know, Triumph, the insult dog, the little puppet. Yeah. That was, that's the guy. He's oh. the one that, that's him. 
So uh, I can't. I, I'm struggling to remember his name. But oh, Yari, it? it's Yari. Oh, okay, yes. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Robert Smeagol. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And he was also, I think he was a writer or he was involved on the Dana Carvey show. So that's why I was watching this. A friend of mine uh, named Mia suggested this documentary. And then I found out, oh, that's Robert Smeagol or Smeagol. I'm butchering his last name. But anyways, yes, he was Yari. And he, I think he was only on one time, but I think he counts as a one-off character. But uh, he had me rolling when he was yelling at Larry for buckling the ball because they had this like celebrity softball game or something. And Larry was distracted and let the ball go through his. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes. But but even but even Bill Buckner on that on that episode is Buckner was great too. <laughs> oh yeah, everywhere people yeah. just driving by, yeah, just cussing them out for missing. Oh my god, what a show! Golly, I gotta. Uh, is they said one off character? One off. One off. But I I, I I will accept like small reoccurring characters because I one offs are hard on Curb because they bring yeah. everybody back so much. Right. 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 I don't know. I got to put some thought into this. Uh, Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. I'm going to give mine so up to season four. The person that I think that I've laughed at the most that was I've only seen, I guess I've only seen, I've seen him twice is when um, Larry messes up and he goes to get the private eye. Uh, and I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, ah, but he keeps, he keeps messing up like in the black community. Cause he goes to get a private eye. Uh, the guy's like, Oh, you know, think about your case. But then Larry goes to some restaurant and uh, he goes to tell people that they're being too loud, but it's only like black people that he's talking to. And he realizes it. So <laughs> yeah, then the guy's like, yeah. I can't, I know I can't take your case. You know, we, we talk and you're just, you're not, you're not doing too well with us. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the interaction to me is so funny, but again, I've given no information on it. So thank you. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This isn't a very good answer, but I, I just like the, uh, the continuity. Uh, so I don't know if you remember, uh, when Larry goes into, uh, the bathroom, all the stalls are full except for the, uh, the handicapped stall. Yes. So he goes in and then the dude in the wheelchair comes out and cusses Larry out for using the, you know, for using the handicapped stall. He's like, oh, I didn't have anywhere else to go. Well, well, you wait, you wait. And then like, I think, I don't know if it was that same season or like the end of the season or a couple seasons later, uh, the other dude was using an, what do you call it, Like an able-bodied person stall and Larry cussed him out for that. But then... Two seasons later, after that, Larry's up in the wheelchair 
And then Larry's cussing somebody out for using the handicap stall. But anyway, so the guy in the wheelchair, I thought that, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a good answer. It's not a good answer, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed the thread. I enjoyed the thread. There's too many. There's too many. I got to give my Seinfeld answer. There are more, there are more iconic characters that are one-offs, but I have to say probably my favorite or definitely one of is uh, Lieutenant Bookman. You guys probably haven't seen this episode, but there's one episode uh, where Jerry has a book out and has had a book out from the library that he didn't realize for years. I can't remember how long, but for several years. And they send this uh, Lieutenant Bookman who works for the library. Uh, and he has, you've seen the episode. Woody. I have seen that episode. Yeah. Cause then he yells it. Okay. He has these incredible rants where he'll just go off on, on Jerry and they're incredible. Uh, so he, just for the, these little monologues of his, I think are incredible. And uh, Lieutenant Bookman was uh, incredible. It's the, he's the library cop from, from Seinfeld. So. And isn't great. he have like a, he's like a trench coat and like a hat on. He's like very yes. serious, like detective style. Extremely serious. He's very yeah. serious. Uh, he, he talks about uh, how uh, there were people who will write obscene gestures and drawings like adults uh, in, in, children's books and how Jerry is one of these people who wants to, I'm, I'm ruining this, but uh, <laughs> there's something he says I probably can't say, but he talks about drawing wee-wees and pee-pees. <laughs> 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 but the rant is incredible. So uh, Lieutenant Bookman from Seinfeld was probably my favorite one-off character. All right, here we go. Oh, he played Larry's doctor in Curb as well. Uh, oh, okay, there we nice. go. So yeah. you can have him as both answers. There we go. Philip Baker Hall. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. From the names, Kalen, what's one food or drink from your childhood that's been discontinued that you'd love to bring back? Ooh, great question. They just brought back Dunk Roos. Right? Yeah. That, that would have been my answer, yeah. Wow. Like earlier, last, last year, I think. Oh, my. Is the McRib discontinued? It always comes back, so I don't oh, count that as true. Okay, fair. It's a, it's a, it's a seasonal thing. So I'm going to say I have two things, and they're both drinks. The first one, obviously, Ecto Cooler. Oh, good. Yes. Because they brought it back, but it was different, so it doesn't count. They Something else was in it. I think the FDA changed stuff, so we couldn't have all the garbage in it, so it didn't taste the same. <laughs> uh, that, and then orange Gatorade ice. Ooh. Gatorade okay. ice is, it was delicious. All of the flavors, if you don't know about Gatorade ice, all of the flavors were clear and you just had to read what flavor you were drinking, but they took all the food coloring out. And I don't know why, but after like football practice, yes. down, in a, down in a regular Gatorade yeah. was delicious, but down in a Gatorade ice that's cold, my God. I was going <laughs> to say, man, that reminds me of youth football, yes. having your little cooler and you're done with practice. Bro, for some reason, I don't know what it was about that clear Gatorade, but it was next level. You're right. You're right. I thought for sure, I thought when you talked about drinks, I thought one of those had to be Surge. I, I thought for sure, sure you were going Surge. It was Surge for sure. Surge was good, but didn't they bring Surge back too? Did they? Are you sure? Not like it, it may have been different, kind of like the Ecto Cooler situation, but I feel yeah. like they brought it back for a little but, bit. Or, wow. or you could still buy it. It might. It had like a ton of caffeine in it, didn't it? Oh yeah, it was so, like. But it, I feel like that's not legal anymore, is it? Probably not. It was. Uh, so surge was essentially for loco for children. Right. When we were little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel like so it they wasn't like it wasn't good either. But like, there was just like some a certain hype about getting some surge, right? 
We used to well, go because you you be bounce off the walls. <laughs> yeah, we used to go to this card shop, a comic book shop, called the Dugout, and we would have uh, pizzas, which were like pizza bagels, and everyone would have surge, and everyone, just like kid middle school kids running around downtown, just ah, comic books, ah, you know, <laughs> like what? Ah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, they said the McRib returns tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow, tomorrow for y'all. Tomorrow, it's already out. Yes. When you're listening to this, I'm probably eating one. <laughs> um, sorry, E, did you pick one? I went with Surge. Okay, you went with the Surge. That was okay. my answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do they still make warheads? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. This is my question. Here, favorite, favorite warhead flavor. That's a question from uh at Austin Creed Wins. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Raz, right? Really? Yeah. What was the green one? Watermelon? No, it was like oh, uh, like lemon or lime. A, <laughs> oh, <'cause> I, <laughs> of course, of course, you like that one. <laughs> Apples. It was apple. Oh, is it? <laughs> mine is mine is black cherry. Black cherry. Yeah, because I could. So I'm I'm not good with sour. So, but I love the taste of black cherry. So what I would do is I would put it like on the back of my tongue and just kind of like circle spit around it and then just swallow the spit so like it gets all the sour off. Then I would just like suck on the regular candy. I remember Warheads from childhood, but I don't remember. I don't know if I ever had them or if I liked them. Couldn't tell you. Get you some Warheads. Eat. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on that. Get you some Warheads. Warheads. Okay, let's see. Oh, uh, Sir Dre34 says, what food do any of you think you could win an eating contest in? Oh. Anything with raw fish. Oh, raw fish. Anything with raw fish? Kofi said marshmallows. Marshmallows. Easy. Really? Yeah. Yep. I used to eat marshmallows by the bag. You know what? And then what? so yeah, like so after uh, I, you know when I used to, we used to travel with Punk, that would be the thing. We'd stop at a gas station, and I would get just jet puff marshmallows. They used to just sell them, uh, and I would literally eat the entire bag before the trip was done. And I what? could I could very easily do that now, uh, but I got off of them for a while because you know they they actually have gelatin in them, uh. but they have vegan marshmallows now. So every now and then my wife will buy some and then uh, kind of like hide them. She has to hide them. Because if I find them, I'm eating the bag, you know, like the whole thing to be trying to make like Rice Krispies or whatever. And I, I just can't. I keep going back and I try to take I'm like, you know, let me just get five and I'll walk by, you know, I'll walk away and then I'll come back and then eat the whole bag. I just, yeah, marshmallows for sure. I could probably eat two bags. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all, you know what y'all trying to do? You know, make a move. We're going to have a marshmallow eating contest. <laughs> mine, mine would be corn dogs. Ooh. Murder some corn dogs. Corn dogs. My God. I never really got into corn dogs as much, but you ever have those breakfast corn dogs with like sausage yes, in them? The Jimmy Dean syrup? ones? Yes. yes. They those were essentially were McGriddles, but you just heat them up in the microwave. They were. <laughs> yeah. They were so good. <clears throat> that and churros. Do you ever have those breakfast oh. churros? Oh my yeah, God. Syrup on them? Those were incredible. Uh, what else? Uh, taquitos? Yeah. Taquitos, taquitos? taquitos. taquitos. Yes. That was breakfast every day for me with some sweet baby rays. Ooh. Also, uh, do you have the Red Baron? Used to make the mm. breakfast pizzas too. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. were on point with a little egg and sausage. What, what was the what was the school pizza called? You know, because like they got the little chef on it. It's the square pepperonis. Oh yes. Not, is it Celeste? Not Celeste. Do you guys have Celeste pizza? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. That was the bootleg version. Yeah, yeah. We had Celeste. <laughs> Ilios. Ilios. That's what it's called. Ilios. That's what he says. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't um, sound familiar. I mean, it's probably probably different names in different regions. As long as you got square pepperonis, you're all right with me. Bro, what about Hot Pockets? 
delicious, but the middle is always cold. You got to heat it. You got to extra heat it up. So the middle yeah. doesn't burn. I, I can't. Yeah. How many times have you burned your tongue seriously on a hot pocket? A lot. Oh, true. Every, almost, actually probably almost every time, to be honest, probably almost every time. It's hard not to. Yeah. yeah. It's a scalding hot gusher, essentially. Okay. So what's, what is the one, th- or sorry, this is from Operation Remy. What is the one thing the three of you miss the most about pre-COVID days, not wrestling related? I'm going to say, and so it's, uh, uh, it's adjacent to wrestling, but my, the thing that I miss the most is being at house shows and playing video games with everybody for like four hours, especially like on an overseas tour when we get to the building at like noon and our show's not till like eight o'clock and we, but we have no place to go. So we just sit at the building and play Tekken all day with everybody. That's, that's what I miss the most. Hmm. I will say this is wrestling related in a way, but I do miss traveling, mostly traveling. I like traveling domestically too, but we get to travel overseas and this is going to sound a bit bougie and spoiled, but if you have an international flight and you get to be in first class or business class, there was one flight where they had caviar. I'd never had caviar in my life. <laughs> I don't care about caviar. I would never, it's not a thing I would ever buy or spend money on, but because it was there and it was free, your boy has some caviar and I, I, I savor the caviar. They have it in a little jar and a little baby, like baby food, man. Like you'd have your little baby food, just little carrots all mixed up in there, your little peas. And I unscrewed the little caviar jar and I said, (laughs) mama, I made it because I'm having free caviar. (laughs) And I'm over over the Atlantic Ocean right now, eating good. And so I ate that caviar on that flight and I, I, I treasured it. I really did. And then you go through and you go through the wine list and it's not just red or white. But they got all one wine says that it was it was grown uh, and and sat sat in uh, for twenty years, and and then another one says that it comes from South Africa, and you have all these exotic types of reds and whites, and there's just there might be a dozen different kinds of red wine and a dozen different kinds of white, and the selection you feel like you are somebody for once in your life. You are somebody important. You are somebody worthy. You are somebody good. You've done something right in your life. So that's what I miss. Being on an international flight, eating caviar with fine wines from all corners of Italy and Europe and even African wines. That's right. I'm just picturing you in first class with a sip of wine and you just, one tear coming out the cheek. It's about time. I'm somebody. I am somebody. It's about damn time. So So to sum it up, what you miss is being on an international flight feeling like you're somebody. That's right. That's right. And honestly, they don't even need to land that plane anywhere. It's really not even about where we're going. Just keep that plane. Just keep it flying and pass the uh, caviar and fine wines. Keep and it just circling right. until I'm full. Take and one get, more lap, Captain. Right. I get that sounds very bougie and probably disconnected from most people's lives, so I apologize. The captain looked back. Yes, sir. Lights. Yes, sir. <laughs> he did salute. He did salute. <laughs> Go for what you got. Oh man! So I miss, and this is kind of like maybe a little vague, but um, just being able to like not worry about COVID. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's yeah. that's what I miss. You know, like how many times did you like, you know, you get out of your car, you're about to walk into a place. Oh, I forgot my mask. Now you got to walk all the way back to your car, put it on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like a lot of the conversations that we have, like, you know, eventually you're going to start talking about COVID. I'm tired of talking about COVID. You know, I wish that uh, that it didn't happen as most people probably do. But uh, I just miss the the normalcy. And it, like I said, it's a, it's a broad term but like it just comes with so many things with playing the video games with traveling to exotic places you know not questioning whether you should shake hands with somebody or you know fist bump or elbow bump you know i just want things to be like they were you know that's that's what i miss life (laughs) (laughs) well this uh this can make you feel better when it's a possibility again uh from from james James Ale, 13. I think I said that right. If y'all could guest star on one show, canceled or still running, what show and why? And wow, uh, Creed can't pick Golden Girls. Rude. Ooh. <laughs> now I got to think. I w- my answer is lazy, but Seinfeld is my favorite show. So I want to naturally be on Seinfeld. And uh, it's funny because they didn't, re- they didn't have, uh, oftentimes they didn't have a ton of black characters. And I like that they had, they had one episode where George is trying to find a black friend to convince his boss that he's not a uh, racist because it was a misunderstanding. Uh, so I'd like to be in, in that episode. Uh, but <laughs> he, yeah, he like befriends the exterminator from a while ago and has him like sit down with dinner. Uh, but uh, it's, I think that this, this, the disagreement is because he thinks his boss looks like Sugar Ray Leonard. And and then his boss is like, oh, we all look alike. Yeah. But then there's a black waiter at the end that says, uh, after his boss leaves, like, hey, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard could eat here free anytime. And then George's like, but wait, because he's not the only one that thinks he looks like Sugar Ray Leonard. So I'd like to be one of those black people that he tries to befriend yeah. in that episode. <laughs> he wants to be the black friend. Yeah. On Seinfeld. <laughs> So, so I, I was actually going to go with uh, Curb too, but I feel like that, like their level of humor is not me. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just so like naturally funny, and I know a lot of that is like improv. I feel like I would be there and I would be enjoying it, but nobody would enjoy me on the show. So uh, <laughs> I, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with uh, Dragon Ball Z. I would love nothing more than to. I mean, you know, number one, like do a voice on there of a character. But if I was on there, bro, come on, man, going one on. I mean, you know, it doesn't even have to be a fight. I can be passing by. Oh, Gohan, what's up, man? And we dap up or something like that. Goodness, I haven't seen you in a while. Something stupid. But just to be on like Dragon Ball Z would be amazing to me. That's that's the dream. Did you know our man Ron Funches was on uh, an episode of Curb? Oh, on Curb? Yeah, he was on a bus. I thought you were about to say Dragon Ball. I, thought, I was like, yeah, sir. I was about to lose it. <laughs> Excuse me? We hung out with him. You lead with that. You lead with that. Mine uh, is actually, it's, it's easier than I thought. So always sunny in Philadelphia, but I feel like I'd be in the same boat as you, Kof. Like they're all hysterical. And I feel like I'd be like, try, I'd, I'd like say my lines and I, I giggle like, oh, did I do a good job? It's like, dude, you're not funny at all, man. Get, go get out of here, dude. Go play video games. Like, oh, cool. It would be like when we did Wild Now. Oh, but bro, I didn't even want to say. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. I, didn't I, didn't I, I was going to leave it. But yep. I was so bro. nervous you were going to bring it up. I was about to close the episode right here. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'll just say. Oh, man. I will just say <laughs> that uh, everyone was very welcoming, but I will say that there are a lot of extremely funny people so on funny. that show who roast people for a living. 
and we did not fit in very well. Maybe they edited it. I didn't. I could not bring. My, I don't watch her stuff anyways, but I could not bring myself to watch it back. Uh, so maybe we didn't look as bad as we thought. I don't know. But I don't know, dude. It it, it hurt. Uh, it so so, so to give you guys the story. So we were on Wild and Out what last year. And we had a, a fun string of doing some like children's TV shows and we got to bounce around a little bit and we we're on Wild and Out. And uh, the studio is what, like 20 minutes from my house. So I was like, oh, cool. This would be great. We get to like, uh, like meet Nick Cannon and like the rest of the crew. And like, there's some like awesome battle rappers that come through that I'm like huge fans of. Like, so like, we're so excited to, to be here at this thing. But we didn't take into account, like he said, like they make fun of people for a living. And we like cut a promo like once a week, but like, this is like, they're, they're like, we are, we cut promos and then we wrestle and then we do X, Y, Z, like their show, their whole show is them just roasting each other, which we're like, okay at, but compared to them, like we're not even close. And so when we get out on stage and it's like time to run and hit the buzzer and say an answer, when you, when you do that three times in a row and fail to complete silence, and this is the only time that anyone from your family has come to an appearance. <laughs> hey, this is this is what I do when I leave the house to go to work. Oh, cool. Hey, you're really bad at this, dude. <laughs> it was a shot. It it hurt, but I had I had a great time. But it it's one of those things where like I know I'm not like the funny guy. I'm more like the informational guy. And but then just just feeling that in front of all those cameras, in front of all those people in a genuine way, that hurt. Oh my God. It, hurt. it was a lot to deal with. <laughs> it was. And especially because like, you know, they have a they have a studio audience and I mean, not for nothing, but it's your job to clap. You know what I'm saying? It's your job to, you know, come out and laugh and clap. And, you know, we're, we're telling our jokes and, and nobody's clapping and nobody's laughing, but they're, and you know, they have the ability to do it because all the other comedians were getting, you know, belly laughs and people were R-O-F-T-L, you know? But, uh, I mean, no, I, I don't know. It was bad, bro. So the one that hurt the most <laughs> besides going up and just getting uh, exposed for not being funny uh, was when on the other team. So I, I think the, the scenario was they had to say something that they would bet their life savings on. And from the other team, girl gets up and she goes, oh, that the wrestlers on the other team aren't funny. But big pop. Huge pop from everybody in the building. Us just putting our tails between our legs like, are we done yet? <laughs> Get out of here. Cut. Cut. It was hilarious. Hey, bro, and I then I, do you remember too, uh, dude from uh, from Migos, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Qua Quavo was there. Quavo walked yeah, by Sweetie, too. And ben Sweetie was a performer. Quavo, yeah. Yeah, Sweetie and Quavo, I think, are dating. And he was there to support Sweetie, who was the performer, which is pretty cool because she's doing well with her career now. But yeah. It was, but here's the thing I listen to, you know, I, I watch a few uh, documentaries about comedians and whatnot and comedians, like the best comedians often talk about their experiences bombing and how so many of them actually kind of look forward to bombing because you learn and it's a, it's a good experience. So I'll just chalk it up to, we just bombed and uh, it happens and you move on, you learn, you grow. And that's all that was. I feel like they're excited about bombing because they're not used to bombing and they're like, yeah, here we go. I've been killing it in comedy for years. Oh, I bombed. Dope. Time to learn. This is like our foray into the comedic <laughs> space. We're like, oh God. <laughs> it was it was it was fun though. It was fun it was though. Fun. And I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah. Um why are you doing your face like that? <laughs> I just had a spasm. Oh, spasm. <laughs> your yeah, eyebrows, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you skipped. Uh can we go back to a favorite Jay-Z album? I mean, we oh, can. Wow. That'll be the last that'll be the last question. Okay. Uh this is from at Queen. Uh, a bunch of underscores all together, a long underscore PR. And she asked what our favorite Jay-Z album was. 
And uh, I will go with uh, his debut album, Reasonable Doubt, is incredible. I like all the, I'm a sucker for jazzy instrumentals. And there's a lot of jazzy instrumentals on Reasonable Doubt. And it, uh, it still holds up. I like to revisit from time to time. The Evils is a, a great song. Um, what else do I love from that? Uh, Can't Knock the Hustle with Mary J. Oh, boy. It's beautiful. It's, you, can go, you can go down the list. Can I Live? 22 Tools? It's a great album. So I will go. I think, I think his debut album is his, his greatest album ever, Reasonable Doubt. I got to go with uh, The Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse, double CD, right? Uh, there's a lot of bangers on there. There's a lot of bangers on there. Hovey Baby. Is popping poppin tags on there? Is, he, is that popping tags? No? I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at you. you you're, the, you're the musical encyclopedia. I guess I'm, I'm, looking looking at, I'm, not I'm being lazy. You know my memory sucks. Yes, uh, popping tags is. Popping tags. Uh, there's too much filler on that album for me just for that to be as great. There's a lot, there's a lot of filler. But there, I, to me, there's a lot of banks. Some people hate. What's, what's that one? Nah, some people hate. Good intro. It's too long, man. 25. So, it's a, the runtime is an hour 48. And? What's the problem? That's not, it just isn't his best album to me. That's your opinion, but okay. it just happens to be wrong. That's all. Uh, sir! That's all. Also, you know what doesn't get enough love is it's, it's a rock album, but uh, The Dynasty, Rock La Familia, yeah. that's a great album. That's low-key a great album. Uh, what's one of my favorite songs is uh, Soon You'll Understand and Where Have You Been? That's an emotional song. It's about fathers. No, I will not give you any bars. I'm not a rapper. Just a few. Just a few. But listen to Where Have You Been. No, just I cannot. A bar. That's you it. know what? I just, you just, just just to upset somebody, I'm gonna say, uh, what's it called? Collision Course. <laughs> that mashup album with Linkin Park. You oh. just trying to be a contrarian now. <laughs> you, know what? you just somebody somebody asked a genuine question. This is right. the last question in the Collision Course. I don't have it. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. That's fair. You can't. But I mean, you could just pass. You could just pass. You don't have to. You know. It was it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's of of the full albums because I when I was younger I didn't listen to like full albums really, and that only had six songs. And so that's like at that time of music that I was listening to, that's probably the only full like Jay Z album that I went through. Well, maybe I might have to retract that. It's not bad. I, I got to revisit it. Maybe it is bad. Yeah, I gotta, let's <laughs> do it again. There's some stuff in there, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's our mailbag episode. That's it. That's the one. We said that was the last question before we answered the question. What's, okay. what's, the, what's the surprise? I mean, I'm just checking because sometimes, you know, we're, we're known to not tell the truth now. At least I am. Yeah. Would you like to go? <laughs> we, we've been on for an hour. You want to get another one? Is there another one worthy? From at Heel E-M-M-A. What is the best ice cream topping? It's a serious debate. That's my burner account, by the way. That's where I, that's where I talk. Comments <laughs> <Hey>, always. <laughs> we want to see how we really felt about Tyson Rose. <laughs> oh, it's easy for me. It's, it's oh, rainbow. you know what? That's smart. It is heel Emma. I spaced out the I didn't even think about that. that. <laughs> that would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with heel EMMA. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. We don't it know Alex, the producer. This is why we need to capitalize when there's new words and a string with no spaces. Good call. Okay. Sorry, Cove. Uh, no, I mean, for me, it's, it's rainbow sprinkles. And I was thinking about this because I actually saw this question. Um, rainbow sprinkles have no flavor. Right. They really, they, they literally, because sometimes I'll get like a, a little uh, extra. Actually, what they do now, they give you all the uh, the toppings on the side. 
because um, they don't let you uh, come inside. But sometimes, you know, you got a you got a little cup full of rainbow sprinkles and you just you might down the cup by itself and it has no flavor whatsoever. And I don't know why it makes my ice cream so much better. But, you know, rainbow sprinkles, rainbow sprinkles. Eat, eat, yeah. <laughs> you, can eat a meal, you can eat a meal with your eyes sometimes. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Uh, Woods made me laugh, and, and then then he wants me to go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. I said nothing. Well, so, you know, uh, something, it's the way Kofi phrased something just now. Well, that, what did I say? Uh, which is very immature. I can't repeat it. What are you the one giggling? I didn't we'll talk about it time. when it's over. Uh, <laughs> I will say I don't really eat much ice cream anymore, but when I did, I kind of like, um, I used to eat a lot of, I guess it was Briars I liked for a while, um, but I think they had one with Reese's. Where they'd have like the whole Reese's cup. I, I want if they have big fat Reese's or pretty yeah. much any kind of crossover like M and M's. They would do. I like some. I like some crunch uh, on the ice cream. So I think any kind of big piece of candy like M M's or Reese's, I'll probably go that route. And Kofi, I don't like what you're doing with your hands right now. You're mocking well, me. I, I'm not mock, I'm, I'm well, mocking. I'm. I'm feeling what you're me. saying. I'm what you're saying. So that's that's what I'm gonna go with. You're, you're, he's, he's clenching the air. Uh, when when you say big pieces of you know, I was I was imagining it right. Yeah. That's okay with you. I'm right there with you, bro. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Remember that one spot we went to? A spot we were on the road that made New yes. Day ice cream years ago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But I forgot what was in it, and I forgot the name of the spot. And they were so very gracious. Damn. And I feel bad for not shouting them out or remember. I can't remember the town. Yeah, I can't remember their name. But it was this local ice cream shop, and they were incredible. And I want to say uh, thank you so much for letting us come through. But we swung through, and they had New Day ice cream, and I think I remember it being just colorful, but I don't remember what it was on rainbow sherbet or something, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember any, like, Kofi might have it in his phone. I'm trying to look real quick, but all that's coming up is, like, our ice cream. This is for me. This is probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a Google yeah. after, we, after we pushed ice cream for, like, six months. Yeah, you'll yeah. be There's no way you're going to find it. <laughs> um, so, for me, the best ice cream topping by far, this is not, uh, uh, this is very objective. I'm going to say Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, wow. You see that crunch? That's not a bad call, but that's not objective. In the ice cream? It is, it is objective. <laughs> your, how can your opinion be objective? Because it's not my opinion. It's fact. And my opinion just happens to line up with the fact. <laughs> All right. it's, it's serendipitous, if anything. <laughs> is it? When did you, did you make this yourself? This is a concoction that you just came up with? I've been eating this since I was a teenager. And so I just put Cool Ranch Doritos in chocolate ice cream and it's, it's delicious. My mom came downstairs one day when I was making it and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I just put Cool Ranch in my ice cream. And she was like, I used to eat that with you when I was pregnant. Whoa. No. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. And she never told me this. And she That's found wow. out that I was eating this food. Like this was one of her pregnancy foods. And I, I crave it like I crave air, but I can't eat it constantly because it's ice cream, obviously. But pfft. I'll empty out a gallon carton, just fill it with a full bag of family-sized Cool Ranch Doritos. My God. And that's the last question. Incredible. <laughs> I like it. So uh, as E lets you guys in on the secret, we do mailbags when we have literally nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so, so just know at this point, when you see one of us to ask New Day Pod, like when you see those tweets, like you're building the episode. So ask us, Literally, whatever you think will rile us up and get us talking and get us excited because the better the questions, the better the episode. This is y'all's podcast. 
<laughs> Whatever you want us to talk about, ask us on Twitter. We got you until we figure out what we want to go next. So thanks for helping us. And look, man, like I said, you get what you get. And I will say, I don't know how everyone else receives these, but I think my favorite ones are, I enjoy, obviously, so many of the people that we get to talk to, but I also enjoy the nonsense banter between us. The tournaments are also very fun. Uh, I, I like the nonsense. That's where, that's my wheelhouse. So this, this provides for nonsense. So I love a good mailbag and I enjoy the question. So thank you to everyone who contributes. Thank you for everyone um, who thinks outside of the box as well. Thank you for some of the weird questions that I never would have uh, considered thinking about. Gives us a chance because we don't really get to get together in the physical form uh, anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's still very strange to uh, not see E. Uh, you know, luckily uh, me and Woods have each other, but you're over there all by your lonesome on the blue come on side. Now, so. Come on now, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys giving us the question so that we can at least like have our banter that we have become so accustomed to having over the past plus, half decade plus, you know? Yeah. Oh, appreciate you I know it's been way too long, but that's, that's why when we talked about our motivating factor for like still wanting to do this and continuing it, that was honestly, that was a big reason. This is in lieu of like weekly catch up FaceTimes have our podcast and this is just what we do. So, and we wouldn't really be talking about anything important on the weekly catch up FaceTimes anyway. So more nonsense. So this is, this is perfect. So thank you for allowing us to uh, still stay connected. You never know when this window is going to close. You know, we're all getting older, six years deep. Kofi's been with the company for what, 15 years now, damn near. Woods and I are about a decade, I'm 11 plus years. I'm just saying you never know when this all comes to a close. And I wanna treasure these moments. And I wanna say uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the time we spent, not just as a team, but also our conversations, this podcast, I'm grateful for it all. Because when it's all over, I wanna make sure that I, uh, I cherished it while it happened. So thank you, thank you, just thank you. He'll eat MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was going with it. I, I wasn't going to question I, it at all. Bro, I didn't even think. I didn't even think about it. He's like, "Oh, he'll MMA." Okay. It just it made perfect sense. But yeah, that makes way more. That's that's the much better answer. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, you know what we should do too when we have our next guest on. We should cue that up and ask people to ask questions so that we can have our questions. Oh, yeah. Great call. Fan questions uh, too. Great call. Great call. There we go. There's another layer. Use hashtag New Day Pod to like just send us some ideas of what you want from this podcast because it'll, like we have no problem coming on just talking and chatting because we, like, we want to do this regardless just to hang out with each other. But to make sure that you guys are enjoying the content, feel free to give some ideas on what you want to see or hear from your boys because that becomes a cyclical relationship. And everything becomes a synergistic flow. You help us, we help you. There we go. Stir it up, cook it up. So until then, thank you for listening. And make sure that you're telling your friends about this fantastic podcast. Tell them they can listen to it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to that search bar, type in The New Day, and click the pink picture with the three black guys' face on it. That's your boys. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us that five. Respect to E. Thank you. You know, NXT times, you know. Thank you very much. Killing it. You might be bringing it back. Now is your time, E. No. Now is your time. Five, baby. Five. It ain't five. Five. It's, it's five. Done. five. Bundy. Give us. Uh, I mean, Why Laser Wolf, e man? Star-
Don't close me out without uh, Oh, watch Laser Wolf, man. Season two is out now. It should be out now or very soon. December 6th at midnight, it premieres. I'm very pleased with the season. Very, very pleased. It pleases me very much. Also, Woods and Kofi are in season two. It's incredible. We get to have a lot of fun. So uh, season one is out on HBO Max. Season two is coming on Adult Swim. Please watch Laser Wolf. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I don't know if we uh, are, have been rambling too much, but I just want to say uh, a public special congratulations to Xavier talking about checking yeah. off these lifetime achievements, man, as oh. a host on G4. Oh, Come on, man. Putting stuff into the universe and grinding and working hard really works. Even if you want to play video games your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at what Woods has done, man. I'm so proud of you, man for being able to ac- accomplish that, man. It's- uh, Appreciate it. It is amazing. So, you know, tweet Woods and give him his flowers, you know, cause this is a really, really incredibly big deal. Obviously for the crossover element of wrestling and WWE, but on a very, very personal level from a person who, video games are his life, man, you know? And he's put so much into the gaming channel and and all of that. And um, so I just I, I love to see it, man. I'm I'm genuinely happy for this uh, this level of success. It just seems to keep on getting better and better. So exactly, congratulations. Man. Yeah, man. and I think back to to the fact that you were never handed. They didn't just come to you, the company, with this idea to do gaming and like set everything up for you. This all came from you in your mind, saying this is something I want to do, something I believe in, and you being able to build so much from the ground up is really inspiring. Because you, sir, are as far as like dreamers are concerned, I think you're probably number one for people that I know. Just had all these ideas that were you were told too often were outlandish or you'd never be able to accomplish them. Look at you now doing uh, everything that you want to be able to do and building something pretty incredible. So uh, we're extremely proud of you. You should be proud of yourself and uh, on to bigger and better. But this is incredible. So enjoy this moment, man. Appreciate it, guys. It's it's, uh, it's it's cool. Somebody was was asking me about it. Like, oh, what is, you know, what does this mean to you? Like that generic question that everybody gets asked when they do something. Um, and it's weird because like, obviously it's for me, like, so straight up, like since I got into wrestling, I've been trying to figure out what my exit plan is. Cause like just talking to different veterans and hearing from them about, you know, they, they, they might not have saved uh, their money and now they're trying to figure out what their next chapter of their life looks like. And they're nervous because they're going to like white wrestling is winding down and they don't know what to do next. Hearing so many stories like that, um, like they definitely inspired, I think our whole generation to like want more um, than, than what we're frantically fighting for. We, we should want everything, not just this one thing. And so, um, like props to them, especially guys like, like Devon, who like led the way for me and told me like, Hey, believe in yourself and like, do what you feel you need to be doing. Um, but also I feel like I, what I'm hoping this does is opens the world's eyes and like the world of entertainment, the world of every, anything that somebody's into that there's a group of people that are called professional wrestlers. And we learn this incredible, these incredible skills that no one can learn anywhere else besides wrestling. Learning how to have a full three-page script memorized in your head five minutes before you walk out because somebody just handed it to you. Knowing that you have 10 minutes to do something and when you get out there and you're almost done with it, they go, oh, sorry, you got 17 minutes now. Like there's no one else who can adapt to things like we can on this earth. And so I'm hoping that I can go there, do a good job, Hopefully people like it and people go, hey, there's other people with this skill set that we can pull from wrestling, too. So I'm just hoping that it opens up doors for for so many people in wrestling um, and people don't want to just put us in a box anymore. So easier said than done, obviously, but that's always been the goal. So I think as long as we keep moving forward, then wrestlers about to knock it out the park. 